0: Where two or three are gathered in His name, there He is in the midst. And we got more more than two or three, so we know He's here. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, we are on Lesson 10 tonight of uh, the Engaging God's Word series uh, of the Book of Romans. And uh, the uh, the title tonight, uh, as you have uh, already discovered when you read your uh read your homework, uh, was is the triumph of grace, amen, the triumph of grace, amen, and if there's a triumph, that means that there was a battle of some sort, and, uh, and uh, grace won, amen, praise the Lord, and we're going to uh, delve into that tonight, but first I would like to uh, uh, approach the throne of grace, amen, and what we've been learning, we have the right to do that, amen, not because of our righteousness, but because of His, amen. And when we traded in our uh, old filthy rags of sin, and uh, he gave us a robe of righteousness that looks exactly like Jesus, amen, when God looks upon us, amen. So we can go to the throne of grace, amen, and and we can uh, approach the Father, amen, because no one goes to the Father except through Jesus Christ, amen. And and all of us here, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure, have all confessed Christ and believed in him and not not just a, a head knowledge of belief, uh, but uh, a heart knowledge of belief. Amen, amen. We we've given our lives to this. We 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 live this. Amen. It's it's not a, a touch and go Christianity that that we live. Uh, amen. It's not uh, patty cake uh, Christianity. Amen, amen. We believe this thing. Amen. That's why we're here, learning more about God's word. Amen. Let's go to Him in prayer. Lord heavenly Father. We thank and praise you tonight, Lord, and Lord, we're here tonight expressly for the purpose of learning your word, of understanding your word, and God, I'm praying, Lord, that your anointing will be here tonight, Lord, upon every heart and every mind and every soul, Lord, that uh, that the Holy Spirit would move and minister uh, in your word, Lord, that to give us understanding, to give us illumination, O oh Lord, of your word, that we can... We can grasp this grace, O Lord, that is so almost incomprehensible, O Lord. It's hard to grasp the the depth of the riches of the glory of Christ and all that you've done for us, Lord. And God, help us, Lord, to to not only be able to grasp this and understand it, but to give it to someone else, Lord, that they may know the, the depths of the riches of Christ. And Lord, we thank and praise you tonight, and we ask it all in Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. praise the Lord. Our scripture text tonight is from the fifth chapter of Romans, we're uh, finishing uh, the, uh, the second half of uh, the book of, uh, uh, or the, the fifth chapter of the book of Romans, uh, Brother Bob uh, uh, taught on the first half of this uh, chapter, and I'm going to finish out this chapter, and so uh, w- uh, lesson ten, uh, we got uh, thir- a total of thirty lessons. Amen. So we're about one third of the way through tonight, amen. Uh, and uh, and I'm uh, sure that uh, you've realized, but now when I said uh, on the first lesson that uh, this this is going to be deep, amen. There's going to be a lot of stuff in this book, amen. And it, it, it's not disappointed me, amen. I'm. I'm wrestling with things that i never... I've, I've read the Book of Romans several times, but I, I keep getting new stuff, Brother Bob. It seems like I read it again and I get more stuff. Amen. Uh, I had an uncle, and uh, he went to a, uh, uh, a National Guard post. They had an open house, and uh, they uh, you know, uh, let everybody come in and see what was going on, and, and, and they had lunch. And, and uh, he said they made this blueberry pie, And uh, my uncle, he didn't have any teeth, amen. So uh, uh, (laughs) he started eating this blueberry pie, and he said the more he chewed on that blueberry pie, the bigger it got. And he said he thought he was going to choke to death because he couldn't get it swallowed, you know, the way. (laughs) Amen. And this is a humorous way to look at the Word of God. The more you chew on it, the bigger it gets, Amen and uh, Amen. And the Book of Romans is a is an awesome book. It's uh, it should uh, you know I believe we should read the Gospels first, and and maybe then Genesis and uh, and maybe Acts after that. Uh, but Romans has got to be right at the top of the list of must reads. Uh, if you know, especially if you're a new Christian, uh, Romans should be. Uh, a book that you read early on, amen, because it's got a lot of stuff in there. You won't understand it all on the first round, uh, and uh, but uh, keep reading it, amen, and it, it keeps opening up. Uh, let's go, uh, uh, let's read the Word of God uh, to begin uh, tonight's lesson. Uh, we're reading from chapter 5 uh, and starting at uh, uh, verse 12, amen, I'm not sure, well, we're in the ESV, okay, I'll read off the screen. Because sometimes if I read off my paper, it's a different version. Amen. Amen. Starting at verse 12. Therefore, just as sin... You can read along with me. Just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given... But sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, how much more have The grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if, For all men. For as by one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. Now the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, Grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, I I know uh, on a precursory reading of that, uh, you might say, it seems like it's saying the same thing over and over and over again. Well, it's saying, it's uh, looking at the same thing from several different angles. It's like going, getting a 360 view amen and it's a full explanation of, of the, the the death that was brought through Adam and the life that was brought uh, through uh, Jesus Christ amen I want to uh, go into the questions I don't have a video I don't have any demonstration I just we just got the plain word of God and we got uh, we got our lesson and we're just going to get into it and uh, get on with it amen praise the Lord now uh, the first, uh, looks like the first three questions come from Romans 5, verses 12 to 14. Uh, it's talking about our heritage from Adam. Uh, our, our, uh, our father Adam, amen, amen. I'm glad I got a new father, amen? amen. Praise the Lord. Because uh, Father Adam gave me nothing but heartache. <laughs> heartache and heartburn, amen. Verse, uh, I mean, uh, question one says... To get the background for Paul's reasoning in verse 12, read Genesis 3, 1 through 6 carefully. And uh, I want to I just read that for a review or a refresher so that when we go into the questions here, uh, we'll have this in our mind. Uh, Genesis 3, verse 1 says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. Verse 4 says, and this is a serpent, serpent talking, You will not certainly die. The serpent said to the woman, Part A of question one, what question did the uh, serpent ask Eve? What, what was the question? Go, go ahead, brother.
1: The question was, has God indeed said, you, you shall not eat of the tree in the middle of the garden, or the fruit of the tree in the garden? Right. That was the
0: first question. Yeah, yeah. So fact, he... Yeah. Well, he did. So he's, he started the lie to right. St- so what he, he's doing? He's trying to plant doubt. Right. Amen, because uh, uh, three uh, three of the biggest, uh, three of the biggest weapons of the enemy is fear, doubt and unbelief. Amen. So, uh, uh question our uh, part B of question 1. Consider the phrasing of the question. What did the serpent imply? Now, he's he, he asked a question, but he's, he's saying a whole lot more by asking the question the way that he did. You know, uh, Brother Ernie?
1: He implied that they could eat from any tree in the garden, even the one God told them they
0: weren't going to eat from. Them. Yeah. So he's implying that God's just trying to keep something from you. Right. G- right. Amen. God, 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 God doesn't want you to be like him because he wants to be the big shot. Amen uh, but if you eat from that tree you'll be just like God yeah. you 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 will be a god amen yeah. no wonder the Bible said that call that serpent more subtle than any other beast okay Yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, part C of question 1 what did the serpent suggest that contains the essence of uh, t- temptation to sin Go ahead, Elizabeth.
2: He told them that they would be like God, and he essentially downplayed God's mourning so that it seemed less important, or maybe even frivolous. Mm-hmm. Like maybe God was being selfish.
0: Yeah. So uh, basically, he is saying that we can be like God through our own efforts. Mm-hmm. Amen. So we don't. He's, what he was saying. You don't need God. You just eat of that tree. And uh, you'll be just like him. You know, you don't even need him. And we got uh, philosophies and new age stuff that uh, kind of teach the same thing without the actual wording. But uh, you know, uh, you just need to be enlightened. You don't need all this religion stuff. You just meditate and uh, you know, get your crystals out and all this stuff. And you know, that's that's all you need. You know, you get in touch with the universe. You know, you don't need no god figure. You know, you can you can just uh, you know. Uh, meditate your way uh, to enlightenment you know and uh, you can you can ascend you, you can be one of the ascended ones amen there's all kinds of nonsense out there amen we need God we, we, amen <laughs> none of us uh, qualify uh, uh, to be God anybody watch that uh, uh, was that uh, uh, Jim Carrey movie where uh, he becomes God for a day yeah, yeah. He becomes God for a day, and you know he he thought, man, this is going to be easy, and it turned out uh, being being God was a bigger job than what he could handle. Amen. Uh, he had all this power, he could do all these things, but uh, it it started uh, uh, overwhelming him. Uh, amen. And it just you know it's a I know it's a comedy and it's a, a Hollywood uh, thing, but it does. Uh, kind of show you the the immense uh, wisdom and ability of our God, amen, to create a universe and to be able to run it, amen, to, to be able to have tabs on everything going on, everything in your life, everything in my life, everything in every, everybody's life, amen. Uh, I can't wrap my head around that, amen. But, you know, uh, we don't have to wrap our head around everything about God. We just have to believe that He is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Going on to question 2, even though sin was not counted before the law, sin had consequences. From Genesis 3:19 and verse 22, what were some of the most devastating consequences of Adam's sin? He had to work by the sweat of his the and then on. he would not
1: live forever. Right. Amen.
0: Amen. So d- death entered. Amen. Brother Bob. The uh worst uh,
1: consequence uh of the of the sin committed by Adam and Eve was they were alienated from
0: God. Yeah. Um uh, Yeah. That's separation.
1: Amen. It wasn't any time wait. I don't think there was much time wasted. He made a covenant with a woman, and the, the devil that you he his he would bruise his heel, but when Christ would come, speaking
0: of the Son of God, he would crush his head. So, right. praise God. Amen. To, to bring us back to Amen. And uh one thing I wanted to point out here. Uh, because it said sin was not counted before the law. Uh, verse 14 says, uh, uh, well, verse 13 says, to be sure sin was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. So even though that there was no law and you know, people weren't breaking the commandments of God, sin was still in the world. Now, how, how was that? Right. So even though even though it wasn't counted, it was still there, and it still needed to be dealt with. Amen. It was still a problem, even though it wasn't being counted, because there was no law. And then uh, uh, it says, Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. So, th- so that period between Adam and Moses, death still reigned. Amen. And uh, I think that's important because, remember, we're talking about a church, the Roman church, were uh, uh, Gentiles and Jews, and the Jews were trying to hang on to the law and those things, and and they thought the law was real important. Well, uh, you know, uh, sin still reigned before the law, but what happened after the law? After the law was given? People were still dying, death was still there, sin was still a problem. Law did not cure the, uh, the sin problem. Amen. It only magnified it. It only made it an open display. It and, and the design and the purpose of the law was to show us that we are sinful. Amen. Amen. Because before, you know, they weren't, uh, they weren't breaking commandments because there weren't any commandments to break. Amen. Uh, so God gave the law. So, hey, you are still sinful. You are a descendant of Adam, Amen. You carry that sin of Adam up on you. It needs to be dealt with. It needs to be eradicated. And thank God for Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Question three says, What do you think Paul means by the phrase death reigned in verse fourteen? Uh, yeah, yeah. Death Death was, death was the, the, the main power player. Death won every time. And on a certain level, it still does as far as our flesh is concerned uh, because, you know, that's, that's the one part of our salvation we haven't received yet is, is the uh, glorified immortal body. Amen. But God has a plan. Amen. Uh, Sister Elizabeth?
2: what Leif said, Mm -hmm. was also that it was kind of like another statement showing that sin held power over man. Mm -hmm. Because if sin hadn't held power over man, the death wouldn't reign.
0: Right. And the sad sad part is that even though uh, we have access to eternal life now, there's a larger portion of this world that still has not discovered that they can be uh, free of death. Amen. That they can have eternal life. Amen. The Bible says we have eternal life right now. Amen. Amen. Those of us who have believed. Amen. Just because our our, our shell, outward shell is going to pass away. Amen. Our inward man will live on and on with Christ. Amen. In a new body uh, uh, once he returns. Praise the Lord. So uh, what I had written is uh, death was in the power death was in power during the time between Adam and Moses, before the law was in effect, and so the law can't save. Amen. The law can't save us. It only points out our sin, and helps us to realize that we need to be saved. The law was given that <laughs> sin may be made manifest. Itself. Right. Yeah. Sin may be exposed. Yes. It may. Absolutely. Uh, the second section, uh, questions 4, 5, and 6, come from uh, Romans 5, verses 14 to 16, and this is our inheritance from Christ. Now, uh, the first section was uh, our heritage from Adam, uh, now we're talking about our inheritance from Christ. Question 4 says, in what way was Adam a type of Jesus Christ, the one to come? And it says, uh, see also 1 Corinthians fifteen, twenty 20 to 22. And uh, let me uh, read that uh, section of scripture there. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 20 says, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam, all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, so going back to the question, in what way was Adam a type of Jesus Christ, the one to come? Anybody want to take a stab at that? (laughs) Did you have your hand raised? (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Sister, Sister Elizabeth?
2: So Adam brought death to all men. Just like Jesus brings the resurrection after our death into eternal life with Him in heaven, we still die, like you said, mm-hmm. for our earthly, you know, shell dies, but then our soul is resurrected in heaven with a new body and everything like that. Adam brought death. So it's kind of like the other side of the coin mm-hmm. to what Jesus does.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, one, you know, uh, when you compare Adam and, and, and Jesus, they did have some things in common. Number one, they were both both born sinless. Well, Adam's actually created. Uh, there's, there's there's the uh, it's uh, it's uh, the question is still out there whether or not he had a belly button, but uh, <laughs> that might fall under the uh, uh, the list of foolish and unlearned questions. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but they were both uh, uh, born without sin. They both had the capacity to live for God without sin. The difference is that Adam chose his own, re- his own way. Christ chose to live for God. Amen. Amen. So, uh, so that's the difference. Amen. Adam took us down the wrong road. Jesus gets us back on track with God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, question 5 says, What is the gift Paul re- refers to in verses 15 and 16, and to whom does it apply? Now it's uh, talking about, uh, so see also Romans 5.21, 6.23, and Ephesians 2.8. And uh, anybody want to answer that one? What's the gift and who's, who does it apply to? Brother Bob?
1: The gift uh, of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our mm-hmm. Lord. Romans uh, 6.23 says that for the wages of sin is death. Right. Right. But as the Bible says, he, he he was faithful to the very end and brought salvation to the whole world. Amen.
0: <laughs> Amen. So eternal life—that's that's that's that is the gift. Amen. Amen.
1: Say, will have, yeah. or you know, million years from now, or a million years from now, he said, Whosoever believes I'll like right now has <laughs> eternal life. Amen. God. Now, that now, God.
0: amen. If you realize, Adam had eternal life. Because what after Adam and Eve sinned, what did God tell the angels? You know, go make, make sure they don't. Uh, be able to reach the tree of life because they would have lived forever in their sinful state. Live forever separated from God. Amen. God God wanted us to live forever, but not in sinful conditions. Amen. Amen. Do you ever uh, read the Bible and look at all of, everything going on is a gigantic chess game. You ever watch Star Trek and they had that uh, three-dimensional uh, chess you know, they had three three different levels of chess going at the same time. Uh, it's, it's, it's like uh, between God and the devil, a giant chess game going on. You know, the devil makes a really good move and God goes but you didn't consider this. And, <laughs> and then at Calvary you uh, Checkmate. <laughs> when, the, when the devil uh, uh, moved upon the hearts of men to crucify Jesus, he did not know what he was doing. Amen. He did not know. He, 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 he fell into that trap, and uh, it was checkmate as soon as uh, Christ gave up the ghost and said, it is finished. Amen. Praise the Lord. Question six says, how does the gift that Christ brings... Differ from the effect of Adam's sin that, uh, that was brought on us. Uh, Brother Ernie? Adam's sin, all will die because of that. If mm-hmm. I get to heaven, I'm going to punch it. <laughs> Yeah. If Christ brings resurrection and eternal life. That's the difference. Amen. You ever have this thought too? Even though Adam brought all this on us, he, he might be in heaven, you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, the Lord made a sacrifice and, and, yeah. and, but, you know, he was saved by faith and he was, he waited on his, his uh, hope was in the Messiah too, because him and Eve were standing there when God gave the promise, you know, that the, the serpent would bite uh, uh, the heel uh, uh, of the Messiah, but the Messiah would crush his head. Amen. That, uh, you know, that the Messiah would come and, and redeem all men. Amen. So he waited on Messiah uh, as well as all the other Old Testament saints. And, they, you know, they, they waited in faith. Amen. Brother Bob.
2: Right. Uh, Lord of glory. Yeah. That's right. The glory to
1: God. This is wonderful. <laughs> this is wonderful. And uh, just like you said earlier, when they thought we got him now, uh, heaven, uh, God, and uh, all the
0: heavenly hosts declared checkmate. Just like you said. Yeah, amen. The third section uh, tonight uh, comes from uh, Romans 5.17 and it's uh, talking about contrasting rulers. You know, Adam, Adam's uh, rule and reign of death and Christ's rule and reign of life. Amen. Uh, seven, uh, question 7 has two parts, A and B. A says, In contrast to the devastating effect of Adam's sin, how does Paul describe God's grace in verse seventeen. So, how do, in verse seventeen, how does he how does he describe uh, God's grace, Elizabeth?
2: Oh, you said it was abundant. Amen. So it's never ending. There's, there's never, there's never. God's grace is abundant.
0: Amen. Mm-hmm. amen amen praise the Lord anybody got a, anything else that pretty much says it all. you know uh, one thing to realize death was a power death is a uh, is a formidable power but God's grace is even more powerful amen in uh, Part B says what does that description add to your understanding? Of God's work on our behalf, how, how did how does verse seventeen help you to understand what God did, uh, you know, on our behalf? Go ahead,
2: Sister Elizabeth. Uh, so I took it as he, you know, God clearly works extremely hard. Obviously, you look at everything around you, everything that He's done from the beginning of time just to current time. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that if you especially do studying your Bible, you will see everything that's ever happened, God has planned something in relation to it. Because, mm-hmm. just like you said, when the serpent did something, he was always there going, Yeah, well, checkmate. Yeah, he always had a plan. His mm-hmm. Backup plans have backup plans, like, there's he always knew what was.
0: Right, amen. And uh, I'll I'll read what I wrote. Uh, God's grace in me wins over Adam's death in me, amen. amen. God's grace is in me. You know, uh, Adam's death to a certain extent is still in me, amen. I, you know, we're it's in all of us. We're going these mortal bodies, and unless uh, the rapture happens first, these mor- mortal bodies will pass away, amen. And then we'll. Uh, receive uh, our immortal body later on. Amen. But, uh, but thanks be to God that his grace is so much greater than Adam's death. Amen. So, you know, we live with this hope. Amen. Amen. We live with a constant hope. Amen. That even though it's going to get better, even though, praise the Lord. Question eight, according to the following scriptures, how do we reign in life? And the first scripture was 2nd Corinthians 4 uh, verses 16 and 17. Uh, let's see, I think I got it here. Second Corinthians 4, 16, and 17. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles. <laughs> now let's just stop there. <laughs> our light and momentary troubles. Now, you know, there, there are times that all of us have been in, it would have been a bad time to read that scripture to us c- because we would have had a different opinion. You know, when, 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 my, my, when my baby girl was lying in the living room floor having a grand mal seizure, to say that that was just a light, uh, a light and momentary trouble, you know, at the time, that would have been hard to deal with. But yet, because God is in control, and he knows all things from the, uh, from the beginning, and he has us in the palm of his hand, I didn't have anything to worry about because my daughter grew up, and she's never had another seizure uh, since that uh, short period uh, when she was a kid. Amen? And, uh, and, and I'm sure all of you could put your uh, finger on something that, you know, to say what you were going through at the time was just a light and momentary trouble, you know, you, you may not have appreciated it, but in reality, that's what it was. Amen. Because we have victory in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Even though we go through stuff, we have victory in him. Sister Elizabeth.
2: I think that's also one of those lessons that you kind of learn slowly through time as you get older. Exactly. I can say somebody, like, I mean, I might not be as life-experienced as some other people in the room, but at 35 years old, I've been through quite a bit of stuff myself, and I can say that the way that I would have handled something... When I may have first encountered it at 15 16 maybe even 20 years old <laughs> now at 35 my approach and my perspective on it is vastly different mm-hmm. than what it would have been amen 5 10, 15 years ago so I think that the ability to be able to persevere through our hardships not only you know um, you, you know not only is something that over the last, you know, six, seven years. <laughs> right, right. Way more than it was before I knew Jesus.
0: So. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So uh, part A, uh, what do you uh, gather out of 2 Corinthians? Uh, some. Uh, what, what, what does that uh, speak to you? Uh, anybody want to take a stab at it?
2: Go ahead. I mean, that's pretty much what I kind of said already, but I said, you, I said we are being renewed every day, and our perseverance through hardship helps prepare us for the eternal life that Jesus Christ grants us.
0: Amen. Amen. And then uh, Ephesians, eight, uh, Eph, Ephesians 1, uh, verse 18 to 21 Um power, and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. So what what does that uh, uh, say to you? Brother Bob, you want to give it a stab? Well, the, uh, the uh,
1: following on to know God is very essential. Mm-hmm.
0: Amen. The Bible also says that that same power that raised up Christ will raise us up as well. Amen. So what does that mean? That same resurrection power is living in us right now. Mm -hmm. Amen. Elizabeth?
2: And you know, Brother Dave, to me, what you just said kind of goes back to that when they talk about being renewed in your spirit. Because when God is Working within you to change who you were before you knew him, and renewing your spirit—that's essentially like a resurrection of your spirit, mm-hmm. of who you are as a person. It's a death to your old ways that were full of sin, and a birth to new ways mm-hmm. that, lead, that are leading you in a hope for Jesus Christ. Right, and it's an enlightenment of your heart, your
0: mind, and your soul. And thank the Lord that uh, He does send us. Some renewal occasionally, amen. Because we we all kind of go on a roller coaster, you know. We you know we spend some time on the mountain, we spend some spend some time in the valley, amen. Yeah, we there's things to learn on both <laughs> in, in, in both areas. Praise the Lord. Let's go on to the next section, uh, which is Romans chapter five, verses eighteen and nineteen, and that's God's work on our behalf amen god's work on our behalf that means god's doing something that we are unable to do for ourselves so he does it on our behalf amen if we could do it on our own on our own he would expect us to do it on our own but because we cannot he stepped in and and did the dirty work for us praise the lord Uh, question nine says what stands out uh, to you as the most meaningful in paul's comparison of Adam and Christ. What's the the glaring, uh, I guess, the uh, goalposts or the end caps? Uh, Brother Bob?
1: Brother Davis, just like you mentioned, had not Adam sinned, we would have uh, li- lived eternally. hmm
0: Right. And did you ever have this thought about uh, what we're talking about tonight? Is okay. Here we are. We we, we were born in sin and shaping in iniquity. Adam was one that sinned and passed it on to us. We had no choice in the matter. That doesn't seem fair, does it? You know, God didn't think it was fair either. That's why He robed Himself in a human body and hung on an old rugged cross to make it fair amen so that we did have a choice we can choose the path that we want to go amen anybody listening on the line you don't have to go to hell amen you don't have you don't have to to, to live under uh, the the, uh, the the sentence of death you can live in Christ Jesus you can live a brand new life you can live eternal life right now amen praise the Lord sister Elizabeth you know
2: what I was just thinking too and it's funny that I was just thinking to myself, when when Adam and Eve sinned and they were cast from the Garden of Eden, like you said, he put the angel at the gate so that he could protect the tree of life from them. So right. they wouldn't live forever in sin. And you think about it initially when you're thinking, well, I guess before you dive into the Word of God, you're thinking, well, we get to die and, well, that's crappy. Who wants to do that? That's not fun, you know? But could you think about how terrible it would be to live for ever in all of your sin and your mistakes and your filth mm. and to never be cleansed from that, to never be able to get away with it or get away from it, I mean, rather, you would be, you would drive yourself mad. Amen. Yeah.
0: And and many people do go mad. <laughs>
2: you know, and I don't think a lot of people would probably think to say thank you God for kicking them out of heaven before they could get to that, you know tree of eternal life. But I, for one, could say I'm thankful. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah, I don't want to sit around and complain that it wasn't my fault. You know, I'm I'm thankful for the opportunity to hear the gospel Mm -hmm. and and to be able to respond to the gospel Mm -hmm. and and to be able to have a future in Christ. Amen. 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 This, uh, I I look at uh, this life here on earth is like a, like a tadpole you ever see the life cycle of a frog when i when i lived in uh, down south uh, i used to go out and i'd see where the frogs had laid the eggs in the little puddles of water and then they'd hatch in the tadpoles and then they'd get bigger and pretty soon they were little bitty frogs jumping around all over the place amen that's what we are we're little tadpoles we don't become a frog until you know we we leave this earth amen that, 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 that's when we, we uh, come into what we were really made for, amen. In this life, we're just little tadpoles, amen, Tr- trying, to, trying to emerge from the pond, amen, praise the Lord. And we can, through, through Jesus Christ, amen, we will, we will be what God created us to be one day. That'll be an awesome thing, won't it? Amen. Amen. Oh, praise God. amen. Question 10 says, for further study. What do the following passages tell us about Jesus Christ? Uh, Part A is is dealing with Mark 14, verses 32 to 36. Uh, Someone want to say what uh, it says about Jesus Christ in that uh, uh, portion of Scripture? Sister Elizabeth?
2: Um, So when I was reading it, what I got from it was that while Jesus was obviously sad, he was overwhelmed, and he was honestly probably scared, too. Honestly, mm-hmm. he's a human. Mm-hmm. He was human at that moment. He was God-born flesh, but he hadn't fully actualized right to his full potential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He still said, but not your will, or not my will, but your will. Right. So he meant, so even after a little bit of belly aching and a little bit of complaining, he still said, you know what, <laughs> I'm still going to follow you, Father. Right. Because I know that your plan is bigger than whatever
0: I feel in this moment. So he did what Adam wouldn't.
2: Exactly.
0: He he submitted his own will uh, for the Father's will. Amen. What? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. He's exactly. showing us there. he had to go all by himself and pray to mm-hmm. the Father. Mm-hmm. as our example. So and we can't Father. get away with saying I don't <laughs> have time to pray. Yeah, he he, he went away, he prayed, and yeah. he, he had his moment with God. And like I said, he he was. They said he was mm. crying and he yeah. was begging. Sure. I right. can't imagine it looked very cute or pretty or holy mm-hmm. in that moment. But he he uh, he confessed the way that he felt. He he kept his communication open with God. And at the end of it, he said, I do. I acknowledge it. it's your plan, not mine. That's right. mm. And that's important. And it's like I kind of said the other week when we were having Bible study, God would rather have you talk to him and complain than not talk to him at all. Mm-hmm.
0: In fact, that prayer was uh, basically blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs>
2: Amen.
0: I don't know if I've ever prayed like that before. I've had some some hard, uh, serious prayers before, but not to, the, not to the point of blood, sweat, and tears. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thankful that, uh, thankful that He did what He did, though.
1: Right. And he committed himself to God, and that's when the angel came and ministered to him. Mm -hmm. Amen. Because he won the victory right then and there in the garden.
0: Through that prayer. Right. Part B, John chapter 5, verses 16 to 23. Brother Ernie, you want to tell us what you got for part B? Part B. Yeah. Amen. All, all amen. So, uh, we, the Bible talks about the judgment seat of Christ. Yeah. Amen. The great white, the great white throne uh, of judgment. Amen. That's uh, as they say. It's going to be some sad singing, and some fast digging. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. Amen.
0: Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Uh-huh. And Jesus had to remind them yeah. I don't do anything on my own. Right. But the Father gives me that I do. Because the Father and I you know, where the Father works, I work. Here He says. Yes, amen. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son of Man gives life to whom he will. Mm-hmm.
2: That's, a, that's an yeah, awesome thought. Oh, word. Dave, Go ahead. And one more thing to add on to uh, what Brother Bob said because I actually had what he just said written down. But also, yeah. I put um, it's worth mentioning that it also says to honor Jesus honors God. Mm-hmm. So you cannot honor God if you do not honor Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Because that doesn't please God.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> the devil, that devil that. believes in, uh, in God, you know. Because and trembles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus would reaffirm that later by saying, He that honors me, honors Father. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Part C, Hebrews uh, chapter 4, verses 15 and 16, and chapter 5, verses 7 and 8. Uh, Somebody want to touch on what that uh, says to you? Go ahead, Elizabeth.
2: Jesus had been tempted, but he didn't sin. Uh, Jesus spent time in honest prayer with God, and Jesus was also obedient to God. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. The three things that jumped out to me uh, he had reverent submission, he had learned obedience, and he suffered. Amen. You know, that's something that we need to do. Uh, We go through these things ourselves we need to submit in reverence to our heavenly father we need to learn obedience and a lot of this is accomplished through suffering you know some people say, why is there suffering in the world it's necessary we it, nobody likes to hear that nobody wants to hear that some of the stuff we go through is necessary for us to realize uh, some spiritual uh, things about god you know, I, I can't tell you how many people I've heard that went through uh, some tough circumstances that said that I learned so much about God during that time, or uh, I became closer to God during that time, and they're talking about suffering, yeah. and uh, suffering is not fun. Nobody likes to suffer. Uh, flesh hates suffering, amen. We have We have these things called neurons and nerve cells, and And nerves traveling through our body that carries pain and and we don't like that and we don't like uh, uh, difficult situations we're put into sometimes we don't like because there's many different forms of suffering amen there's mental suffering there's spiritual suffering there's physical suffering all kinds of different things that can just stress us to the breaking point amen but all but we learn stuff through that. We, we are taught many things about the Lord through suffering. Amen. Thank God it says Jesus is our high priest and with our weaknesses. Right. And Christ suffered and uh, even he didn't deserve it. He didn't deserve any of the suffering that he endured. <laughs> he took on suffering that we uh, uh, were, uh, we we, we uh, deserved. Amen. Question eleven says, "What impact should be uh, should being made righteous have on any sense of condemnation caused by our sinfulness?" And it says, "See Romans eight and one." and uh, Amen. Just, no, a little bit of combina- condemnation? Did it say a little bit of condemnation, no. Brother Bob? No. No, no, no condemnation. Amen. Amen. But how many times have we sat and had a little pity party of our own <laughs> and, 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 and pulled out the boxing gloves and just gave, gave ourselves a good old fashioned beat down? Even though Romans 8 and 1 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation. I bet there's somebody online that does that all the time. You know, I, I, I know there is because I, I, I've done it myself. I just, I just beat myself to shreds over, over past things. I, I, there is no way I could change it now. Amen. Sister Elizabeth, go ahead.
2: Mm-hmm. Because just as, you know, Jesus tells us that we are forgiven and that we are his children and that, you know, there is good in us and that he sees it and that he loves it and, you know, the devil's sitting there going, nah, he don't like it that much. <laughs> he, you, you really annoy him. You know, last week when you were kind of walking around with that chip on your shoulder, <laughs> he was sitting there scuffing, and then we start beating ourselves up. Right. <laughs>
0: It's funny how the memory works. I can forget something important like going by the post office and picking up a book of stamps. But I can remember those mistakes of 40, 50 years ago. You know, how 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 is that? You know, why can't I forget those other things and, and remember that book of stamps, you know? <laughs> Brother Bob? <laughs> yeah.
1: He is incapable of telling truth to tell any kind of truth because he was like that from the beginning. He's a liar, and this is Mm. where we could do good to remember that when we feel condemnation, it is the work
0: of the enemy to draw us away from Christ. Amen. That's that's right.
2: Sermon, Pastor weeks ago where he said, you know, you start beating yourself down, you start thinking negatively about yourself, you need to ask yourself, who told you that? Right. Because it wasn't Jesus. Yeah. That's not what he told you. He told you you were wonderfully made, fearfully and wonderfully made. He didn't tell you that you were a mistake. He didn't tell you that you keep messing up. That's not what he called you.
0: Amen. Last section, Romans chapter 5, verses 20 and 21, grace greater than sin. Question 12, again, Paul points to the law's purpose. What was the law's purpose? Remember Romans 4.15, 5.13, and also Romans seven 7.7. Uh, brother. Uh, no, I'm sorry. You know, Brother Bob laid this out so beautiful earlier when he said this, but when you first look at that scripture
1: and it says law came in so that transgressions may, transgressions may increase. Yeah. You first look at it and you go, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So the law was given to magnify sin, so we could see it, but grace was magnified more than sin. Amen. It's like taking the magnifying glass out and and uh, uh, putting it on a leaf and catching it on fire. Amen. Amen. It's just the the magnifying glass for uh, grace is bigger than the one for sin. Amen.
2: Mm-hmm. which made like right. it seem like it was more that there was more of it Yeah, but sin is sin and it's always been the same and it will continue to be the same until Jesus eradicates it permanently right
0: Question thirteen: How would you restate verse twenty in your own words? I think I gave my yeah, I think we we, we probably kind of kind of covered that all, already. Uh, let's go into uh, verse. Uh, I mean, question fourteen from verses twenty and twenty-one. They got part A and part B. A says, "Who or what reigns in unbelievers' lives?" Amen. And who, who or what reigns in believers' lives? Amen. Amen. Question fifteen says, "What does grace accomplish? What does what does grace do?"
2: Bringing from the burden of sin, power in the blood.
0: We could have a bunch of different answers on that. Go ahead, brother Ernie. What? what are Amen. Brother Bob, what did you write?
1: My favorite scripture. For what the law could not do, it was weak the flesh. God, sending his Son in Mm -hmm. the likeness of flesh, condemned sin in the flesh.
0: Right. That we may be made the righteousness of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Last question. What does this grace mean for you now and forever? So what does it mean for you now, and what does it mean for you forever, Elizabeth? Go ahead.
2: For me, uh, so long as I continue to follow the path that I'm leading down and commit myself to a wholeheartedly following Jesus with as much of myself as I can every single day, that I can't be separated from God. Mm-hmm. God sees me, God loves me, and even when I mess up, you know, He's like, "Hey, it's okay. Get up, brush yourself off. And let's try this again." not separated from him just because I fall. If tomorrow
0: is a new day, it's a day to try again. Right. Amen. You know, there's people that fall away from God, and they have one excuse or another. Uh, But the bottom line is what you said. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God except for one thing. That's you. You can separate you from the love of God, but nothing else can. Amen. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, Brother Bob.
1: grace, the scripture says, the grace of God has appeared unto all men, not just some, not the so-and-so, or so-and-so, to all men, Mm -hmm. and the Bible says, teaching us, the grace of God teaches us. soberly, and righteously in this world. Amen. Praise this God. This is the Word of God. This is not Robert 1 and 1, chapter 1, verse 1. No, this is the Word of God. And that's the grace of God to me. It's teaching me
0: that I should get. And to close out tonight's uh, uh, lesson, I want to read the The last part of the book there says apply what you've learned. Human words are inadequate to describe the bounty of God's grace given without any semblance of merit on our part. Most of us at one time or another have struggled with how God could possibly forgive some specific sin or our sinfulness in general. The powerful conclusion of this passage is that no matter, no, I underlined this, no matter how great our sin may be, God's grace is greater still. Amen. Ponder that thought this week and write out for your eyes and God's only. You ever done that? Write out some things, uh, your own sins, and then burn them or, or bury them or put them, you know, it's like throwing them into the sea of forgetfulness. God has a sea of forgetfulness that He can forget our sin. Amen. Amen. Praise, God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Lord Heavenly Father, God, Your grace is so big. We cannot wrap our heads around it, Lord. We can't understand how a holy God, a holy creator God, would care so much about tiny ants like us on this little planet, Lord. But God, we don't have to understand it, but we do believe it, Lord, and we thank you for it. We thank you, Lord, that even though through Adam's transgression, Lord, we were, our, our fate was sealed, but we thank you, Lord, oh, for Jesus Christ, that hung on the cross, that we could be free from sin and death. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for this, oh, God. And we pray, Lord, that uh, the people online, if there's someone struggling, uh, Lord, we pray that you would minister to them and bless them, Lord, and help them them to believe that they can have new life, even though they may be living uh, in some bad circumstances. And and it may look like uh, there is no way out but i can attest to that even if you feel like there's no way out that god has a way out amen, amen. god has a, has a way out amen believe on the lord jesus christ and believe him and trust him and commit your life and your heart unto him amen, amen. and he will deliver you and he will he, he will pull you out of some very dire situations amen you may have to live with some consequences but you don't have to live in in the fear of sin and death. Amen. You can be free. Amen. Can 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 someone give that an amen? Amen. 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 Praise amen. the Lord. Amen. Is made on the
1: cross.
0: Amen.